Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. Uh, we're doing this uh, podcast remotely today. I'm at home and he's in the office. How are you doing today, Pastor? Blessed. How are you doing today? Doing very well. Uh, this morning, I thought we'd begin with a brief devotional thought based on Joshua chapter 24. Uh, this is Joshua is only 24 chapters long, so this is the very last section um, the last chapter of the book of Joshua. If you remember, uh, uh, at the end of the book of Deuteronomy, Moses dies and he puts Joshua in charge and Joshua takes over for the as the leader of the children of Israel as they go into the promised land in order to uh, conquer all the, the, the peoples of the land of Canaan there in order to give this land to Abraham's descendants, just as God had promised so many years before. And so here we get to the end of Joshua chapter 24. And, and just a couple of verses before this is the familiar... Uh, uh, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's no doubt on many of our homes and walls and uh, uh, cards and uh, one that we memorized in grade school, etc. Um, <clears throat> but I thought this was kind of fitting for this week. We just had confirmation this past weekend. You know, in this conversation, uh, we see the children of Israel saying, we're going to serve the Lord. And Joshua continually comes back and says, well, you can't. <laughs> You're not perfect. You can't serve the Lord. And they keep coming back and say, well, we are going to serve the Lord. And it just kind of reminded me a little bit of the, you know, the confirmation vows that our confirmands make, you know, as we reflect on that and the fact that, you know, I made those vows, boy, 19 years ago now this year and, and uh, uh, what that, what those vows mean, uh, how our we can, how can we possibly ask our kids to make those vows, considering the fact that we know they can't and aren't going to keep those vows, and we haven't and can't keep those vows. Uh, I thought this conversation, this conversation between Joshua and the children of Israel, and there's a lot more to it than just these verses. Um, it keeps going back and forth. So if you have time, I'd encourage you to go read Joshua 24. But, but uh, it, it, I think this is a good stepping stone for us to have this conversation about what are we really doing through confirmation and asking these kids to make these pretty big promises that uh, we know we can't keep either. So I'll just read uh, verses 18 to 21 of Joshua 24. And the Lord drove out from us. This is the children of Israel talking. They said, and the Lord drove out from us before us, all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods. Then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. And, and it goes on back and forth. It keeps going back and forth. Joshua will say, well, okay, you're witnesses against yourself here. And they'll say, yeah, we are witnesses. And he says, put away the foreign gods. And he says, we are going to serve the Lord. We are going to obey his voice. And so it's this you know, back and forth between Joshua setting up for the children of Israel the, an understanding that you aren't going to perfectly serve the Lord. You can't keep his commandments. Um, look back at your history. How you, the children of Israel complained in the wilderness. They doubted when the 12 spies were sent. Caleb, uh, Joshua and Caleb were the two spies who didn't doubt, and so they were allowed to go to the promised land. They were the only people over the age of 20 uh, at that time who were able to go in. 40 years later, uh, Joshua lives to be 110 
uh, as you can find out later in this chapter too. But, uh, you know, this is kind of, I think, maybe the interesting question. Maybe I'll just throw the question to you, Pastor, is uh, as we see the children of Israel making these vows, saying we're going to serve the Lord, we're going to, we're going to, uh, he is our God, we're going to serve him. And yet also Joshua saying, well, you're not going to be able to, you can't do this. What, how do we apply this to like our catechism students, our doc, our, our confirmation kids who we ask to make these important vows too, and also know that they're not going to perfectly keep those vows either? Uh, I think in two ways. The first one sounds a little bit morbid, morbid, but I feel like I do it every year, especially to the older uh, graduates and the high schoolers. It seems like every class that I've ever taught, there's always someone who strays from the faith. So it serves as a warning that, hey, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. That's the whole proverb there about confidence and arrogance in our own faith and that we can do it on our own without the Lord. And so Joshua is basically telling them, no, you're not going to be faithful to the Lord. You're going to serve other gods. And then it also makes me think, so you get that really strict kind of like super major warning, like don't fall away. You're, there's going to be times where you are tempted to fall away and there's people that do fall away. And it's like, don't be so arrogant to think that you can't or that it's just going to be easy. And so the other side of it too, I think is the, you're going to transgress. You're going to sin, like he says in verse 19. And then I think of what it says in Hebrews that, but the Lord loves those whom he chastens. So the love behind there is that when you fall away, the Lord is going to, it says here, do harm and consume. And I totally agree that that's what it says here, but that is in the context of the Lord's love. Like he chastens, he disciplines, he tries to redirect and he does punish. He you know, punishes Achan not long after this. And so this whole idea of, or I mean, um, as they're reclaiming, the land, you know, Achan and others are punished because they weren't following God's command. Yeah, that, so, that's the beginning of Joshua. This is the yeah. very yeah, yeah. But they can see how that had happened earlier. Right. Yeah. So that that's the way I describe it is in those two ways. The one side is that yes, it does happen that people fall away. Yes, it does happen that they're all tempted. And really, uh, as you're reading through this and describing this back and forth, it's Joshua's testing them to say, look at here's all the ways that we can sin and transgress. Don't be so proud to think that you can't fall away that you know it all that you know the lord is going to chasten you when you are slipping when you when you do fall in the future uh, not completely from faith but you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think it also kind of serves to the to underscore the duality of christian nature the fact that we are living as sinners in a sinful world and yet we're also seen by god as saints um one of my favorite stories i've told this many times but uh, is about the the pastor who there was a visitor in the church and uh as the, the visitor was coming out shaking hands at the end of the service the visitor shakes the pastor's hand and says i've never seen such a bunch of hypocrites in my life and then the pastor says to this this visitor well there's always room for one more <laughs> you know and and i think as we think of, as we look at uh as we look at ourselves as we look at our confirmands you know every every weekend we come to church and we say lord i messed up again this week I've sinned terribly. Forgive me my sins. I'm going to try to do better next week. <laughs> you know, and, and then we come back the next week and we do the same thing. And outwardly, the world looks at us and says, you're a bunch of hypocrites <laughs> because you keep saying you're going to do better and you keep failing because you're, and uh, we acknowledge that, yes, we are, we acknowledge that, yes, we are sinners. Um, 
but the key is that we're continually coming back to God for forgiveness from those sins. And God in his grace and mercy promises that his mercies are new every morning and that he gives us the forgiveness of sins through his son, Jesus Christ, and this, the washing of uh, regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit as given to us through baptism. And so, yes, we acknowledge we cannot serve the Lord. He is holy. Uh, he, he, uh, if, if the Lord counted iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Uh, but there is forgiveness with the Lord as well. And that's that's the confidence that we have as God's people is that, uh, yes, we are going to continue to fail. As sinners in a sinful world, we're going to continue to to uh, mess up again and again, not be holy as, as the Lord our God in heaven is holy. And that's the thing we teach our confirmants too, is, yeah, you guys are going to, you're not going to be perfect. Uh, you're not going to be uh, sinless. The These oaths you take uh, to the Lord to live a... Uh, a pure and decent life and word and action. Uh, you're not going to perfectly keep that, but the key is that we continue to turn to the Lord for forgiveness. And then we remember that because of the blood of Jesus, God sees us as perfect. He sees us as holy. He sees us as his saints. He says he remembers our sin no more. And so uh, as God's people, uh, we can make these oaths confident, not in ourselves, but confident in the God who began this good work in us, that he will see this good work to completion uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. Super quick comment. I love everything you said there. Verse 20, if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, you know, that idea last time we recently heard that was that Holy Week, you know, where Jesus was forsaken by his father and taking out our punishment of sin. So like Jesus was forsaken on our behalf. So we see how the Lord has done good for us and we don't, we want to rejoice in that love and mercy that he's shown to us despite our sin. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the uh, confirmants who made their way through confirmation in the past couple of years and have now professed their faith before God and man this past weekend. Uh, please bless them and continue to give them strength in their faith as they make their way through this world as your children and keep them and enable them to remain steadfast in the faith according to your good and gracious will. Uh, we pray for all those who may need your healing hand, O oh Lord. Bless them with gifts of physical healing, but most of all, Encourage them by the work of your Holy Spirit, of the salvation won by Jesus Christ through his death on the cross and through his glorious resurrection. Be with us in the, today in your saving name. Amen. Amen. A couple of weekly updates and reminders for you today. Uh, the online midweek Bible class restarts. It's been quite some time before Lent since the last time this uh, took place. Pastor, you're leading that tonight. You want to talk about what's going to happen? Yep, the goal is to go through these during the online Bible class. If you don't get a chance to do that, it's a smaller group, and we're going through that. Uh, be kind of the second time for me. I'm hoping this fall to go through more of those when I'm up over the weekend. Uh, we Pastor Nam and I still got to figure that out a little bit more. But um, so if you miss them during the online, you can always uh, check them out. Hopefully this coming fall when we resume for their Bible classes. Um, but Caesarea Maritima, very historical place. A lot of uh, New Testament especially acts, things that happened there with the centurion. Very interesting section. We'll do our best to get through that uh, tonight for the 45 minutes we have or so. All right. As mentioned, this past weekend was confirmation. Uh, so that examination, which took place before the service was recorded, I'd encourage all of you to take some time to check that out. Uh, our kids did a very good job. It's also a very good opportunity for you to review the catechism and the things that you learned uh, when you went through confirmation as well. Uh, this coming weekend is communion, uh, May 6th and 7th. 
Uh, so please prepare your hearts for that. Also, please note that this weekend we'll be doing a special time and talents offering as a part of the service. There's more information about that in the bulletin, but be ready to uh, consider how you can use the time and talents, two important gifts that God gives you uh, in service to him at Emmanuel in the, uh, this coming summer. Uh, this weekend is also the banquet. So if you have not yet RSVP for that, I don't even know if you can anymore, but uh, uh, you should have if you're going to go to that. <laughs> uh couple other spring cleaning opportunities. This Saturday, uh, our Adopt-A-Highway team is going to go out to Monks Avenue and clean that up. Uh, you can find more information on that in the bulletin, and that's on some of the flyers at church as well. And the next weekend, May 13th at 9 a.m., is the church cleaning. So a couple spring cleaning opportunities these next two Saturdays. Please join us for one or both of those. Uh, graduation takes place the next week. Hard to believe there's only three weeks left of school, but that graduation will be May 19th. That's Friday evening at 6 p.m. A little bit different this year. We'll be doing kindergarten and eighth grade and high school graduation. Uh, so we're adding a couple elements to that in an effort to get more people there and to encourage all of our students in their continuing education to see kind of where these students begin and, and where they end up as they graduate from high school. As far as our prayer list for this week, we have our usual cancer patients we've been praying for. We've been praying for Carrie Dale, for John Hine, for Norma Carlson, for Gary Hanel, for Mavis Anderson. And this week we are also adding to that list Mr. Will Rucker. Will is the husband of our fifth and sixth grade teacher, Stephanie Rucker. He has a young son who's starting kindergarten this year and he's been diagnosed with type B lymphoma. They did catch this diagnosis fairly early, and so they are very hopeful that they will be able to beat this cancer, and Will will be able to return to full strength. But we put all these things in God's good and gracious will, trusting in his deliverance and his uh, good pleasure for the Rucker family and for us all. We keep Mark higher in our prayers, who had open-heart surgery last week and has returned home. We pray for Marilyn Tim, who had knee replacement surgery and is also back home. We pray for Matt Amundsen and also for Sharon Rubel, both of whom underwent surgery earlier this week. Matt had a surgery done to remove a brain tumor, and Sharon had a surgery done for a knee ablation. Last week, Marv Lighting was hospitalized with a clot in his lung, and he returned home. Todd Bodie uh, was hospitalized with a minor stroke. He has also returned home. And finally, Gerhard Motzke was hospitalized with an infection this weekend, and God willing, he will be returning home today. This brings us to our senior spotlight today. Our seniors we are interviewing today is Mr. Hunter Bakeberg. Here's what that sounded like. We are joined today by Hunter. Hunter, uh, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Very good. Uh, what's your full name, Hunter? My name's Hunter Bakeberg. Very good. Hunter Bakeberg. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I'm a hardworking person who just sees a problem and I know how to overcome it over time and how to see things from a different angle hmm. or try to see things from different angles yeah i like that i like that you're a senior here at emmanuel 18 years old yet um turning 18 in two weeks okay coming up pretty quick here all right awesome uh do you have any hobbies you like to do we'll talk about school in a minute hunter but uh any hobbies at home things you like to do yeah we could say like building stuff like model airplanes legos oh awesome other stuff and Bowling is another one too. Oh really? How often do you do that? Since the season's over, I'm not don't know really know how much I'm gonna be doing it. Okay. So how good of a bowler are you, Hunter? Average is like 173. Really? Awesome. That's much better than me. <laughs> good for you. Uh, we were talking a little bit before, but uh, the next question is: How long have you attended Emmanuel? Around five years. 
You said you came in the middle of your seventh grade? Seventh grade, like, so, like, around, thinking about, like, four and a half, probably. Well, that'd be more like five and a half, right? Closer to six, then, because you did four years of high school and eighth oh, yeah, grade. Eighth. Yeah, around five and a half. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, what activities did you participate while you were in high school? Well, I participated in robotics, but that was through East High School. Okay. Did that for, like, five years. Yeah, I see you got that letter jacket on there with the robotics thing on the on the sleeve, yeah. Yeah, I'm just glad I lettered in something. Yeah. But Ann and I do trap shooting here. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. We just started a trap shooting team here at Emanuel. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's a it's an activity that we used to do Mondays and Thursdays, but now it's just down to Mondays because that's how everyone else usually does it through other schools. Okay. Like six, we have like six people on our team, but it's like we do three and three, but it's normally like five people if there's not the full team there. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, what, explain just for somebody who has no idea what it is. What do you guys do? You go out to the gun range. You got your shotgun that you're, you're yeah, shooting. Yeah, and it's like you they we get out our positions, mm-hmm. get up in their form, and you'll pull, and it throws a clay pigeon, but. The throwing pattern isn't, it's randomized, so you have to keep full alert on which way it's going to throw in wind and direction. Yep, yep. yep. So then the, it throws the clay pigeon, and the goal is for you. You got to hit it. Right, everybody takes turns, right? Yep. So you go, and then the so, next yeah, person Yeah, like, you start the lead, and then you just move down the line. Uh-huh. And then when you get through for first five shots, you move to a next position. Yep. There's like five different positions. So oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Each position has five shots, so you use a whole box of 25 shells. Yep, so five positions, five shots at each spot. Yep. So then you end up doing 25 all together. Yes, and we do two rounds, which is 50 shots in total. Okay, and you were telling me out of the best score you've ever had out of 25 is what? 22. Well, that's awesome, Hunter. Sweet. Very good. Good job. All right, well, looking forward to hearing more about that and see how you, your season goes. Yeah, I'm hoping it's going to go a lot better than how it has been for competition. All right. Well, we'll see. A uh, couple questions for you about Emmanuel here. Uh, how was Emmanuel helpful in your high school career? It's actually really helped me with my academics a lot better than what I have been through when I first started at public school. My, yeah. When I started at public school, it, my academics and grades weren't very great, and I didn't really want to do, like, homework or anything. I pushed it off to, like, the last minute. But yeah. Once I got the swing of stuff here, my academics has actually been the best it's ever been. Awesome, that's great to hear. What do you? Th- what would you credit that to here? Was it kind of you, you putting your nose to the grindstone? Was it the teachers helping it's, you? It's a mix of like myself and actually how the teachers, how they execute their teaching is the way I like it because we use books, which really on my end is a big help because uh-huh. I can reference something back in the book if I need help instead of going to like a computer and like spending like an hour looking for a material I need. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And those, you know, the small classroom sizes are helpful too. When uh, yes. That it's a big help. So you're not, it's not a clutter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that kind of detailed, you know, the, you mentioned the grade problem. The next question is what problems have you run into and how have you overcome them? Yeah. The, yeah. Grade pro was a big problem for me. Yeah, that's got you definitely. That. When I was look, yeah, when I looked over my earlier years here, like ninth grade, seventh grade, my grades weren't the best, but throughout the years they have been getting really better, a lot better. Oh, that's awesome to hear. That's really good to hear. 
Hunter, do you have any advice or suggestions for improving the high school experience for those students who will be following you? Don't push your work off to the last minute and try and keep your grades up. Because mm. if you keep your grades up, you have more freedom. Like in like study hall, you get like unsupervised, but you have more freedom. You can go off campus if you're upper class. Yeah. And it's less of a pain to, to always look at like n nasty grades and it's just like, but when you see good grades, it's like self-satisfaction. Yeah, absolutely. Hunter, uh, if you could start school over again, what would you do differently? If I was able to do that, um, I would try to keep up on my homework more, like, and keep my grades up. Yeah. Like I have, like I would like, I would love to see like grades I have now back in like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, the neat thing is, Hunter. You know, when colleges go back and look at your grades, they're not looking at your seventh grade math. Okay. <laughs> the grades, you know what they're I mean? Made, yeah, they're no, looking, they're at your, looking at your high school. Yeah, yeah. So um, what, they, what they'll what they see is they'll see somebody who's really, you know, buckled down and did the work and, you know, tried hard, and that's what's most important. So good for you for doing that. How about one word to describe yourself? Ambitious. Ambitious. Oh, I like that. Okay. How, why would you pick that word? When I see something like homework, I want to get it done. And when I want to get it done, I want to get it done right, so I can keep my grades up. Mm -hmm. And if I see like, like I was ambitious through robotics, so when we saw at meets, we wanted to get to the best spot, which is through elimination rounds, which we've made every single match when I was in the 10th grade year, which was my last year that I did it. Mm -hmm. And when you see that stuff, you get invited to a state, so you get more ambitious to get that state title and move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I like that. Uh, what are you doing after this, Hunter? You mentioned a little bit before. I'm moving on to college. Yeah, right good. Away. Okay. And where are you going to attend? I'm going to start off a, probably a year up here with year two of MSU. Okay. Then I'm going to probably apply to Baylor Okay. move down there. Okay. Okay. For what? Aerospace engineering. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Uh, I was, uh, I told you this before too, but I was, my dream when I was a kid was to be an astronaut. So that's what I wanted to do. I, I did two years of astronautical engineering in UW-Madison. Uh, so I'm excited to see where you go with this because I didn't finish it, obviously. The Lord led me in a different direction, but I'm excited to see what you do with it. My mom always tells me I had the brain for this. Yeah, awesome. So what do you what do you want to do? Do you want to work on I, airplanes or do you want to? I want to like move either SpaceX or NASA, or if I can't get either of those options, I just want to work with the military. Very cool, awesome, Hunter. Uh, where do you see yourself in five to ten years after college, after schooling? Do you, you married? Do you have a house? You live in a Minnesota? I'm, I'm probably gonna hopefully be down in Texas. Okay. Hopefully, got a foot foothold down there, and I'm probably hopefully have a good stable job. Marriage is probably. That's a, don't know where it down that See one. what the Lord has in store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Last main one is, uh, what does a manual mean to you, Hunter? You know, you've been here for, going to school here for five and a half years. Now you're here five days a week for school. You know, you know, you know this place backwards and forwards. <laughs> Manual's been a really big part of my life. Ever since I got a foothold here, it's, it's really had an imprint on me how I actually get to be in a, an environment where we all are unified in one faith and we're not being divided.
by different beliefs. And so it's like you can make better friends to understand what you're going through and they recognize stuff better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When we're all Christians. You can do a lot of things with your fe fellow Christians that you would be able to if you were at, well, you mentioned robotics, you know. Yeah. Those friends, I'm sure you're friends with them too. But I have had a few friends there, but yeah, there was a little bit of divides in how yeah. you do get a little bit criticized for doing that stuff. So it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you you being open and honest about that. Last thing is, you know, we're speaking to the, the church members here, friends and family of Emmanuel. Uh, the church body here has supported you and prayed for you and, you know, financially uh, paid quite a bit of money to keep the school running through your time here. So anything you'd like to say to uh, the listeners of this podcast? I'd like to say just thank, thank you all for your support and making this school a really good place for students and teachers combined. And I'd love to see it keep going the way it is and improve throughout the years. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for today, Hunter. Appreciate yeah. your time. Thanks for yeah. coming in and talking to us. It's no problem. Yeah. God bless you, and we're excited to see what the future has in store for you. Thank you once again to Hunter for providing that interview for us, and that leaves us with our hymn of the day, which is a confirmation hymn from the Red Hymnal, hymn number 334. Let me be thine forever, thou faithful God and Lord. Let me forsake thee never, nor wander from thy word. Lord, do not let me waver, but give me steadfastness, and for such grace and forever, thy holy name I'll bless. Lord Jesus, my salvation, my light, my life divine, my only consolation, O oh, make me wholly thine, for thou hast dearly bought me with blood and bitter pain. Let me, since thou hast sought me, eternal life obtain. And thou, O Holy Spirit, my comforter and guide, grant that in Jesus' merit I always may confide, him to the end confessing whom I have known by faith, Give me thy constant blessing and grant a Christian death. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, EmmanuelMankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.